at One Day University. We feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly Scholar Newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. As soon as children reach adolescent age, they start to look up to their parents as financial consultants. These children are a clean slate. Whatever their parents teach them as financial consultants, children will exercise the same practice in their everyday experiences. Hello and welcome to this week's show. My name is Taiba Tolanio and I'm the radio host and host assistant for the New Heights Show on Education and the New Heights Educational Group. As a reminder to everybody, this show is pre-recorded on Fridays and focuses on youth and issues affecting them. Last time I talked about financial management and how it deals more with parents than the youth. On this show too, I've talked about finance management as it pertains to the youth. So today it's a continuation of last time's show, which has to do with finance management and parents. Parents play a major role in building and shaping the attitude and financial behavior of their children. In some cases, youngsters depend totally on their parents to manage their finance efficiently. However, it's not easy to talk about financial management with children, specifically when they are stepping into the face of adulthood. Financial management is all related to learning how your child should save and responsibly spend money. It is rudimental for a minor to comprehend the significance of money. The source which paves the way for money, also has certain limitations. As a parent and as a financial consultant, you need to give the child liberties, some financial chores, and observe how they manage the finances. One of those easy ways is to provide them with a holistic view of budgeting. In this way, they will be able to manage their expenses and know that it takes a toll to earn money. Another approach one can adopt as a parent is by giving pocket money to the child. To many people, pocket money is considered the first responsibility of financial management. Another way to help your youngster manage their money is to teach them about value buying. This relates to an important aspect of spending, which is value buying. While teaching your kid about money, you should discuss the spending choices. You must discuss where and on what he or she should be spending money on. 
You should introduce to him the idea of buying things that are necessary rather than spending all his pocket money on something that is not required. This could be well explained to your child if you give him choices while buying things for himself. Take for instance, if your child demands a, book, uh, a toy or a book, don't easily give in to both his demands. Tell him or her that with his pocket money or rather with your budget, he can buy only one of the two. At the same time, help him with his decisions to select the best option. Another way is to assign budgets. We all have budgets for managing our household and make every possible effort not to cross that. The same concept should be explained to the kids. It's the same rule and principle that you have to pass on to your kid. That way, you will be able to discipline their spending habits and in a way make them learn about money management. Then, you need to talk about investing. Savings should eventually lead to investing. As the kids grow, you should introduce them to the concept of investing their savings and highlight the idea of how the money could grow through investments. The first step in this direction would be to encourage them to open a savings account and help them see and track their money grow. The money saved and the interest earned on it could come in handy in the long run to meet their financial requirements. You can never start teaching your child about money too early. From a young age, they start observing the behaviors and attitudes of their parents. This makes it crucial for parents to be conscious of the values they are impacting to their children, especially when they make financial decisions and handle their money, including spending, saving, and investing habits. By making a conscious decision to impart good money habits to your children from an early age, you will be equipping them with financial attitude and enabling them to practice using money to become responsible teenagers, youths, and adults. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. My name is Tai Bartolania and I've been talking about parents and financial management. And we've talked about some tips that can help parents to inculcate the habits of saving, spending, and investing habits in their children. Now, I'll move on to more tips to help parents. Parents need to be a good financial role model. Your child is always watching and learning from what you're doing. You have to ensure that you are making good decisions with your money to be a good role model to learn from. If you're the type who buy new iPhones each year, or you often go out to fancy restaurant for dinners or book extravagant holidays that put a strain on your finances, then you can expect your child to form similar habits in the future. You need to evaluate your own financial decisions and lifestyle. Be sure that you have developed good money habits that your child can make. These may include a regular plan to save, setting aside money for rainy days, prioritizing needs over wants, and creating a budget to keep track of daily expenses. At first, children adopt the financial behavior of their parents. In this case, 
The parents are the ones who save rather than buying something unnecessary. It is highly probable that the children will follow the same pathway of managing the expenses by exhibiting such behaviors. On the other hand, if the parent spends the money by buying unimportant things, then the child is expected to follow the same path. The best example one can set is involving the children in any of your financial decisions. It will allow the child to understand the financial behavior of the parent. Sharing your own financial experiences is also a good idea so that the child can learn from the financial mistakes instead of making their own. If you wish to know more about financial management, NHEG offers a free financial literacy class with monthly membership. Anyone interested can visit our learning annex for more details. Also, there is the need to teach them the importance of delayed gratification. We live in an environment that subscribes to the I want it now mantra. Just by logging on to social media and interacting with friends, your children will see many of their peers showing off the coolest toys or latest IT gadgets that they do not have. This will naturally lead to lead to them questioning why they do not have these things. You should teach your child the importance of delayed gratification. This will demonstrate how they are able to afford a big ticket purchase without having to rely on the parents. They can either choose to save their allowances or work for it by performing chores in the household or for neighbors, friends, and relatives. It is also important to ensure that the item your child is aiming to buy can be purchased after a few weeks of saving or working rather than several months or even years to drive the point home and let them taste success. Doing this will earn an understanding that they cannot possibly afford everything they want because things cost money and money takes time to be saved. When they eventually start working, they will understand the importance of not blowing their old pay packets before the month is up. Explain the benefits of a long-term plan. Instead of only saving for a single purchase, sharing about having a long-term plan allows your children to distinguish the different reasons for using money. There are typically three broad categories you can introduce to your children. Like I said the last time, money for spending, money for saving to buy something, and the money that we put aside for our future, that is investing. We can sit down with our kids and discuss what they need to spend money on a daily basis for, including food and drink in school, what they are saving for to buy in the future, such as maybe a shoe or computer game they really like, and what their long-term goals are. Do they want to continue going to school or own a home when they are older? While the final aspect is slightly advanced, this will expose your child to possible goals they want to achieve in their long-term future. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Welcome back to the new iShow on education. I've been talking about tips on what parents can do to help manage the finances of their teens and their children during the first and the second segment of this show about the need to expose 
your child, your teen, your youth, to your finances as a parent, and how you've been able to manage them. Now, a nationwide survey in Utah shows that for the first time since 1997, high school students are doing better when it comes to money. However, roughly 65% of those students felt the exam used to measure financial knowledge. 58.3% said skills are learned at home, while 19.5% said they learn such financial skills at school, and 17.6% from experience. 11.4% of these students use their own credit card, while 15.7% use their parents' card, and 4.8% use both their own and their parents'. Over one third, that is 43.3% of the students, have an ATM card. Nearly 78% of the students have a savings or a checking account with a bank. And 22.1% of the students are without any bank account scored lower than those who have a savings or a checking account. It is therefore important to ask yourself as a parent the following questions. One, do each of my children have some money to manage without my interference? Two, have I helped my children set up a spending and savings plan? Three, do each of my children do some regular household chores? Four, do I avoid using money as a reward or punishment? Five, do I set a good example by being truthful about money matters? Six, do I give my children more financial responsibilities as they get older and gain financial responsibility? 7. Am I a good money manager, giving my children a good example to follow? 8. Do I allow my children to make their own decisions about money if given alternatives? 9. Do I praise my children if they have made wise decisions with their money? 10. Do I help my children find ways to earn extra money and help them to understand the consequences? 11. Do I help my children find ways to earn extra money that is age appropriate and suits their abilities and skills and finally do i sometimes verbalize my own desire to acquire more goods and services than my income can handle so that my children know that i say no to myself too ask yourself and answer these questions truthfully as a parent finally there is the need to let the children make successful and disastrous financial decisions once in a while, your child will have impulses to buy something he or she does really does not need or can barely afford. Rather than forbid them from wasting money, we should first explain to them why we do not think it is a wise decision, but still allow them to make the final decision to make the purchase. During this point, we should not bail them out of a tough situation that they can learn from. If they have to survive on slightly less pocket money for school, or miss out on something else that they are initially saving for, this will hopefully teach them the value of sticking to their plans and to avoid making impulsive decisions. This may come in handy when your child has access to larger savings and credit cards in the future. They will remember the repercussions of bad financial decisions they have made in the past. Financial education is not a topic actively taught in school, yet it is one of the most useful skills you can teach your children. By inculcating healthy financial habits from an early age, parents can build a solid foundation for their children's financial well-being 
and ensure they grow up to be responsible teenagers and adults. By starting early, your children will also be able to quickly grasp increasingly complex financial concepts that they will eventually have to confront as adults. Start your child's saving journey today. And here is where I'll be ending today's show. You can reach me by email at olanioti at newheighteducation.org on February 6th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. A host and assistant to the New Heights Show on Education, Barbara Bullen, will be having her first show on the history and issue of civil rights. Don't miss it. Join Pamela Clark as she shares education in the news, a pre-recorded show on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Be sure to check out our previous radio shows and join me every Friday at radio.newheightseducation.org as I discuss yet another issue youths are facing. Remember, a troubled youth is a troubled adult. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Stream. This bear is walking right at me. We'll see if he wants trouble or not. Follow filmmaker Casey Anderson as he gets an unprecedented face-to-face look at Alaska's fiercest carnivores on the Tracker's Diary, Bears of Katmai. Plus, why is a tiny island in the Pacific one of America's most crucial outposts? Discover the truth behind this mysterious Trans-Pacific stopover on Extremities Wake Island. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.